I know that you want to make a difference, and I'm going to tell you how. You're on Top of the Mount with Darren Waddles. before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The things that God has told you shall come to pass. The greatest revival in the history of the church. Welcome to another episode of On Top of the Mount. I am your host, Darren Waddles. I am so sorry, guys, about the last couple of weeks. It's probably not been my best material ever, but understandably, I had a lot going on. New job, uh, learning all that, going through PI or Purpose Institute. For those of you that know what that is, it's uh, it's basically kind of like a seminary class or a theological class, uh, and uh, had papers due. Oh my goodness! And just ins and outs. Had my new nephew that was born. Hey, yeah, yeah. And um, oh, uh, a lot was going on. But anyway, we're on the show now, and we got a great topic today. And a great question given to me. And it's very timely with everything that's going on currently. Now, um, but before we do that, again, as always, if you haven't yet, check out the website. And also, check out the Facebook page. Give it a like. Follow. If you haven't, subscribe to this podcast. And if you haven't, ah. Share it with your friends on social media and get, you know, let them know about it. Because there are politicos out there who would like an apostolic perspective and not hear mumbo-jumbo from the media and get a, just a complete one-sided approach. I'm going to give you a well-rounded, more uh, biblically-based approach uh, to politics and news. So, yeah, go ahead and do that right now. Like, Pause. Share this with a friend right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, getting into today's topic, we have a question from a very good friend of mine. In fact, he uh, I launched his podcast last week, Tyler Talks. And, uh, he gave me a call, and he was really, really interested in having uh, On Top of the Mount uh, do an episode over the importance of the Israeli-United States relationship and why it is important that we stand with Israel. And that is so, so timely right now with all the things going on with uh, Hamas uh, bombing Israel. And there's a lot of political mumbo-jumbo that we need to talk about and we need to dissect and understand completely what's going on. 
And I find it interesting because still I, I got a few things that are going on. Uh, but I'm going to make content now. I'm going to make good content. And I'm going to give you the best quality. And to start off with, here's the thing. I was in a meeting with U.S. Senator from Alabama, Senator Tuberville. And, oh my goodness, the knowledge of that man, a.k.a. the coach. Um, absolutely phenomenal. But it was very interesting because we were talking on the topic of the relationship with Israel, what's going on with the media, and also, uh, you know, I, I don't want to take it a one-sided approach on this podcast, but it, sometimes it's really hard to do uh, in situations like this because it's biblical. Guys, it is biblical that we defend and support Israel. And that goes, if just open your Bible to the first book. We have this verse uh, chapter, Genesis chapter 12, verses three or 2 and 3. And speaking to Abraham, And I will make of thee a great nation, and will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And here we go. Here's the root right here. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Okay, and it is in this situation right here that we develop these two nations that come forth out of Abraham. And but more importantly, in this verse, it is I will bless them that bless you and I will curse them that curse you. This is the main defense of why we need to support Israel. Because what comes out of the lineage of Abraham? You have Abraham, Isaac, Israel. Abraham, Isaac, Israel. The tribe of Israel comes from Abraham. Also comes the Islamic world, which come from Abraham as well. You have Abraham then Ishmael, the child that should not have been, the child that was out of the running. He was not part of God's plan. But that became a curse. And it's this situation right here that creates the caveat, the problem that we now have. But... That is the validation of why we should support Israel. Because what do we want? We want to be a blessing. We don't want to be a curse. We want to be a, bless, a blessing to that nation. And let's, let's have a quick little history lesson, okay? It has always been the fact between the nation that comes from the line of Ishmael and the uh, those that come from the line of Isaac. It has always been a tug of war between these two nations, constantly. And it is cultural for those of, you know, it, it hasn't always been Islamic, but those of uh, uh, the Arab descent, those of the Turkish descent, it, it is this um, Arab nation, and I'm not saying that as an ethnic group, but it is... Uh, 
it is this group of people that culturally they hold a grudge. And it's not a grudge that lasts you know, for a little while and then we'll make up. No, no, no. This is, this is like hardcore Hatfields and McCoys style grudge. Okay, it's to the death grudge. And it lasts generation to generation to generation to generation. I had a friend, and I, I cannot disclose his name just because of, you know, he used to work for the FBI. And uh, uh, he was telling me back when he was stationed in Egypt. And uh, he was also stationed, I believe, in Lebanon. But he was telling me that it is customary in Islamic culture that it is typical that you would have a man and you'd have a waiter and the man would not allow that waiter to serve him and would ask someone else to wait on him because if the man happened to be the great, 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 at a thousand greats to the end of that grandson of someone that stole a camel or looked at a man the wrong way, then it is customary that that man cannot associate with that waiter or that person at all or any of his family members because his great, 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 great at a thousand uh, grandfather did something morally wrong to his family. They hold grudges that deep. And that continues on today between what's going on currently between the nation of Palestine, not the country, the nation of Palestine, which is the Gaza Strip, and Israel. But it's at a larger scale. It's not just Palestine. It's not just this terrorist group called Hamas. They are backed by the Saudi Arabian prince, who we just found out, you know, he is okay with assassination and murders. And he's also uh, Hamas, that is not uh, just one person, it's a group. It is also being backed by other nations like uh, Syria, by uh, uh, Assad. Uh, also, uh, the Ayatollah Khomeini and President Romani of Iran. Granted that Romani's a little bit more conservative than his predecessor, uh, President Ahmadinejad. Yes, you got to add the H in there. I mean, it's serious. I'm not being funny. I'm, it's Ahmadinejad. Um, uh, but uh, still, these nations would do anything to destroy Israel. And if you look at the United Nations, and Brother Art Wilson can testify to this, if you look at the United Nations and see how these nations vote in favor of Israel, there's only one nation, only one, that will defend Israel. doesn't matter who the president is, Democrat or Republican. Even right now. Surprisingly, and that's what Senator Tuberville was talking about, he was surprised to see that President Biden was actually in support of helping Israel in this crisis. Because the left right now, those, uh, those adherent to cynicism, are opposed to the nation of Israel and would prefer Israel to go kaput and have Hamas take over and have Palestine become a country. But I digress. In the United Nations, there is only one true friend to Israel and has defended it consistently. 
and that is the United States. And we, we have a biblical stance. We are a prophetic stance. But in order for prophecy to take place, we, we as apostolics, we as Christians need to stand up and we have to be heard. Because if we allow these of the radical left to have their voices heard and ours be silenced and muted, then they will take over. So it is our obligation to stand up and defend Israel right now. That's at the ballot box. That's, uh, that's, that's us being counted and running for office. That's us supporting people who will support Israel. That is being consistent. And kind of referring back to why this is, you know, where does the United States, where is it in prophecy? Where is this? Uh, if we kind of go back to Daniel's dream and uh, Daniel chapter 7, we will see that there was a beast. And that beast uh, is in chapter, or chapter 7, verse 4. The first was like a lion, and it had eagle's wings. And I beheld the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth and made stand, and, yeah, and made stand up the feet as a man, and the man's heart was given it. Now, I find this very interesting because if you ever have listened to uh, Brother Irvin Baxter, the late Irvin Baxter, um, you would know that there, the prophecy right there is the prophecy of Daniel seeing the kingdoms of the United Kingdom or Great Britain and the United States breaking apart. Because the symbolism of a lion is the United Kingdom. The symbolism of America is the eagle. But more specifically, what was given to the eagle? It was given the body of a man where it could stand up and a heart of a man. Uncle Sam. Voila! We have prophecy in the Bible. We do exist there. Now, let's fast forward into Revelation. Now, there comes a point in where uh, the that Israel is considered to being a mother, and it's going to be a mother in travail, and it's giving birth, and the the uh, Antichrist, and all of its his cohorts uh, is the red dragon, and it's coming to devour the child that's coming. But before that happens, the mother runs into the wilderness for safety. And we go into, what is this, uh, chapter 12? Yes, chapter 12, verse 14. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, and she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for a time and a times and a half a time for the face from the face of the serpent. This is important because we know for a fact that the eagle's wings represents the United States who is the only nation that is willing to defend Israel, the United States. There, we are getting to the point of where, here, in our day and times, that 
there is a huge push to dissolve the nation of Israel and uphold the nation of Palestine. There's a huge push right now, especially in the UN. There's a huge push because Palestine, a nation that doesn't even exist, a country, has representation in the United Nations. I bet you didn't know that. They have a vote in the United Nations. I bet you didn't know that. A nation that doesn't exist. So it is so important for us to stand up and be heard because in order to, for prophecy to take its place, it is we, the apostolics, we, the Christians, we, the ones that are adherent to standing up for Israel to be at the negotiation table. We have to be heard or the other guy will. Now, we don't want that to happen because we want Israel to stay in its proper place. But for right now, I'm not exactly all that worried about Israel because Israel, if you don't know, is highly funded. It's highly equipped. It's great. Its military is awesome. It's one of the best militaries there are in the world. In fact, even our guys go over there to get training by uh, the Israeli military. And it is mandatory that everyone serve in the military. They're ready because they know at any point in time that uh, the Islamic world will come after them because they have done it multiple times since their introduction after World War II when they started carving lines. Now, back in 1948, when Israel became an actual legitimate country, it was met with retaliation from the Islamic world. And a miracle occurred, and that was that they held off an army that greatly and vastly outnumbered them and outgunned them. And then in, 19, in the 1960s, the same thing happened. Syria, Iran, Jordan, Yemen, Egypt, everyone in the surrounding area, they all got involved in attacking the nation of Israel in a surprise attack. But guess what? And mind you that this vast vast uh, ambush, they had thousands of tanks, thousands of ships, thousands of jets. They, they came on a seek-and-destroy mission to destroy the country of Israel. But what they weren't prepared for was the fact that Israel stood ready. And by the grace of God, that Israel was protected because we know for a fact he will bless those that will bless them and curse those that will curse them. So they outnumbered Israel. I believe the odds were like five to one. And for the machinery that they had, it was like ten to one. But yet Israel stood firm, and that war lasted a week. Not only did they withstand an ambush, but they expanded their territory, expanded out, and that's how they got control of Gaza. Now, later on down the road, I think it was in the 90s, I think it was probably Clinton. Uh, 
that convinced them to give up Gaza and the West, West Bank. Uh, so it's kind of this gray zone area now for Israel. So this set up a problem. But the thing is, they won a, in an ambush, and they took these territories. But yet the Islamic world says it was stolen. Uh, the Islamic world says it's not fair. The Islamic world is, they're, they're just butthurt. That's all it is, is they're straight up butthurt. And I'm sorry I got some Islamic friends that's, you know, we're going to have a difference of an opinion on this. But here's the fact. Who won the war? Not Palestine. Palestine lost. In fact, they lost every ounce of their territory. Lost it all. And they're... They, they honestly had to give up territory to the people that helped them, what little they had left. They have nothing. But Israel, even in victory, did not try to manipulate the Palestinians. Now, the media, granted the media, and those of the radical left, the cynics, they want to tell me, they want to tell us that... Palestine, oh, poor little Palestine, poor little Hamas. They're trying to defend themselves. They're trying to defend themselves? They could care less. They're not defending themselves. They are, they are terrorists. They are shooting at Israel at random. They're not, Israel is never attacking them. Never once did Israel attack them. Never happened. Israel had to build a wall to fortify itself, to prevent them from coming in and trying to, I don't know, obliterate them. So, I mean, don't get me started on this. This aggravates me. Because that's another one, another reason why we need to stand up and talk, because we need to tell the truth. This is the truth, is that Israel is getting the short end of the stick when it comes to the media and some politicians, these so-called politicians that represent us, the people, uh, bleh, nah, they, they, no, that's not what's going on. Israel's getting the short end of the stick everywhere they go. They're getting the short end of the stick in the United Nations. They're getting the short end of the stick in the media. They're getting the short end of the stick in all these nations' governments right now. They are being accused right now as we speak, even though that missiles are being launched into uh, their territory, they're the ones getting blamed for all this mess. And it's crazy. It's absolutely, um, absolutely nuts to, to consider that people are blaming them for the atrocity. Now, I, I watched a clip before recording. I watched a clip from NBC. And of course, NBC is not at all anywhere close to uh, center. Uh, they're more left than they are center. Uh, but NBC, uh, <laughs> they, they, they were in Gaza, and they're like, oh, these poor people, they're, they're losing their homes. They're, I mean, sure, I'm not, I'm not going to belittle the situation. It's sad. The whole situation is sad. But here's the thing, is that the government of Gaza is run by Hamas. Their government is run by Hamas. And their government could care less if Israel defends itself shooting missiles into Gaza. Now, Israel 
NBC was blaming Israel, and I know it's not just NBC, it's other news networks that are blaming Israel right now, because Israel refuses to open its doors to the people of Gaza to come into their, uh, to their country for humanitarian aid. Well, duh, that's like putting the, letting the fox come in the chicken house. That's stupid. Of course they're not going to do that. But, I, I mean, my heart goes out to them, and even though they're on the wrong side, I'm still going to pray for them. Because that, I mean, it's sad. No one wants to be in that situation with bombs going off. But it's funny how Israel's the bad guy when Israel's not the one that started the mess. Now, let's remember that Israel is one of the most humanitarian-friendly nations. That it is a custom that there is a... There is a gray zone between uh, the Gaza Strip and Israel. And the Palestinians will always bring their sick, their hurting, their hungry, those that are near to death to that border. Put them right in the middle of the field where they could, they're, you know, it's a, it's a death mission. That they know they could get shot by their own people if their people think they're trying to flee into Israel. But Israel will always accept those people and uh, nurse them back to health free of charge and send them back to Gaza. Free of charge. They are true humanitarians. Also, what is Israel compared to Gaza? Israel is a democracy. Gaza says they are, but eh, if the mafia was a democracy... Sure, sure, whatever, whatever. But by far, Israel has a heart, even for the people that hate them. They do their most to help them. Israel right now is militarily, economically, all the around sound. But I know that's not always going to be. And even right now, we still need to stand up and defend them because they have no friends. They have absolutely no friends out in the world, as I already demonstrated in the United Nations. So, I, I mentioned in the very beginning of the podcast that there is a root that is so biblical. It's biblical in history and it's biblical in prophecy that we, as a nation, need to defend Israel. If we do not, we will be cursed. Prophecy says that we will defend them, but there's only one way to fulfill prophecy, and that is to act. You can't let prophecy just happen because prophecy takes action. It's just like a testimony. You cannot have a testimony without a test. And right now, we in the prophecy are being tested. We have to equip ourselves, build ourselves, and push ourselves to do what we can in our electoral process, in our political process, and in our government, whether it be legislation, uh, you know, electing people, uh, lobbying, you name it. We talk about it on this podcast. It is important. It is so vitally important for us to fulfill prophecy, but also at the same time to be a blessing to the nation of Israel, to the children of Abraham. It is a blessing for us to do that. So, with that, hopefully you have received a lot of good insight. Uh, and 
you need to really pray on this situation. Pray for the nation of Israel. But if anything else, you really need to do some soul searching because this is, this is a huge issue that goes on in our country. And it's being debated right now, even in our own Congress. And our parties are so divided right now over the issue, like Senator Tuberville told me in the meeting today. Because Chuck Schumer and the Democrats, the majority thereof, Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats, Mr. Nadler, Nadla, Nadla, no. No, they're not going to defend. They're not going to defend Israel. They can talk a big talk, but they ain't going to really do anything. I mean, Biden, he may be supporting them, but he's not going to make as big of a push as, say, like President Trump did or like George W. Bush did. No. Even, you know, even Barack Obama, talk about Russia collusion, he colluded against uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and tried to oust him from office. Yeah. Yeah, that, that lets you know. He tried to get a more Palestinian-friendly prime minister in office. Yeah, that happened. I bet you didn't know that. Well, anyway, hopefully this podcast today was enlightening. Hopefully you learned something, and hopefully you're a lot more encouraged to get up and go out and vote, get involved, and... Any of the facets of civic of your the civic process. Hopefully, you're more equipped now. Uh, and if you want to hear more, more specific things, and learn more, you you have those questions, and I have those answers. Bring them to me. You can send me a direct message on the Facebook page at On Top of the Mount with Darren Waddles podcast, or you can send them to the website. Um, all the links are in the description box below. I really hope you enjoyed this. Um, I, I absolutely love doing these podcasts, and I thank Tyler for such a great, timely question. Um, I look forward to hearing from, uh, from y'all uh, in the future. And, you know, now that the session's over, I'm trying to get uh, my interviews with the legislators. Um, I know they're kind of on vacation and they want to take a break for a moment. I don't blame them because it's it's crazy. But uh, anyway, I I plan to have those interviews um, up and going again. But uh, until then, I, I look forward to hearing from you and uh, getting uh, you know more of a insight of what y'all would like to hear because that helps me out. That does help me out on my content. Um, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Please consider subscribing, leaving a very kind rating, and sharing this podcast on social media or with a friend. So until next time, we will continue the discussion equipping you for the campaigns ahead right here on top of the mount. God bless, and God bless Israel. I'm dedicating this episode to a very dear friend of mine, and he will be missed. Uh, he was an elder at uh, Apostolic in North Little Rock, and uh, really got me involved and really interested in the end-time ministry. Uh, 
Brother Alan Brady. You will be missed, sir. You will be missed.